Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Carol Francis Talk Radio Show. Let's make life happen together with authors, scientists, researchers, both inside the box and outside the box of understanding so that you can live a life full of your success, curiosity, enjoyment, happiness, and richness of life in every respect. Let's go beyond our limits and let's help others go beyond their limits as well. Welcome. Hello, this is Dr. Carol Francis. Welcome to our show. We have quite an amazing lineup talking all about all sorts of amazingly curious and very practical, usable sorts of things to enlighten your day. And I'm going to start this program saying don't forget to exercise at least 10% of your day, folks. I've recovered from the flu in less than 24 hours, primarily because of wonderful vitamins, good eating, good exercise. Look, at I'm preaching it because I practice it, and when I don't practice it, I pay the penalty. So I want you all to just take good care of that amazing vessel you have called the planet of yourself. And today we were also going to look at the very interesting ways that you can use the planet called yourself and travel outside of who your body is to domains that are way beyond our 3D experience. And yes, this is one of those out-of-the-box programs as opposed to the -the in-the-box programs that we also have on this program. And we have four amazing practitioners, and the first of which is Frances Pullen. Hello, Frances. I'm so glad you could start our show with us today. Good morning, Carol. Such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. You are an interesting channeler and an author of an interesting book, I Am Amadeus. Ooh, you'll have to tell us a little bit more about that. But you are among the Soul Journey Festival practitioners. And what will you be teaching November 21st to help us all be able to travel outside our bodies? Well, what I would love to do for all of you who are able to make it is to have a guided meditation where you will clear chakras, ground to Mother Earth, and travel to meet one of your guides or angels. This being said, they will bring you a gift most probably, and spirit animals will show up during the meditation, and we divulge and enjoy the messages that are brought to us from the other side in this venue. Ooh, that sounds very exciting, very promising. It's all going to happen very fast with each of our practitioners in 15 minutes. But, Francis, you also teach some classes at the same location, which is the School of Multidimensional Healing Arts and Sciences. And, Francis, what are some of the other classes that you teach there? I am teaching a psychic and spiritual development class on Tuesday mornings. Tuesday night and Thursday mornings, I teach automatic writing and channeling. So if it suits you, come on down. Okay. So, Francis, you are a channeler and an author, and I was wondering what sort of experience you wanted to share with those listening today that could elevate us beyond our immediate moment. What would you like to share? Well, the path for me, the journey um, as a channel began in 2007 when I was learning meditation and walking the spiritual walk, which had evaded me all my lifetime. Um, I'm an older person now. Uh, But I was (laughs) in such joy that I was able to connect with someone who's guiding me and helping me on my journey. And I have met many of these guides and angels, and they all come for a different reason. And they bring me such satisfaction and comfort to actually feel the energy of someone, something, an energy that loves you unconditionally, true to the meaning of the word, not just to say they do, but they look at us in perfection, the way that we are meant to be on the earth. That's oh, that's so joy. interesting. Oh, wow. So what does it feel like to stand in the presence of uh, of those that see us as we are on a different plane, I guess is a way of saying it. What does it feel like? I don't even want to say it's joy because it's complete bliss. It's peaceful. It's 
the most calming thing that you can ever imagine. And you just feel enveloped in love. And it just brings you to a place where sometimes I cry because I can't believe that I have found such peace and such calm on this journey after so many other things were not peaceful. Oh, wow. That's that's amazing. Okay, so Francis, in terms of a tool or an exercise that you can direct us through, what would you like to do to carry our listeners into something that might actually reach into that domain of peace and bliss and acceptance and inspiration? What I have been taught and what is my soul's purpose here on earth is to assist in learning to love yourself, to learn to love yourself the way that they love us. And so it's a simple exercise. It's been practiced for centuries, I'm sure, and it's as easy as looking into that mirror every morning when you rise, every evening as you brush your teeth and go to bed. Look in that mirror. Look in your eyes and begin to love the you in you, you'll be amazed at the peace it brings to you. Okay, so let's just all assume that we are looking into something where we can see our reflection, whether it's our cell phone, computer, a mirror in the car while you're not driving, or something of that sort. And and what do we say or what do we experience in order to be able to enhance this ability to love ourselves? You're looking into your soul, Through your very eyes, you look as hard and as deep as you can, and you say, I love me. Carol, say, I love Carol. Okay, I'm looking into my cell phone. I love Carol. (laughs) And you hear how you giggle? It feels really silly, really stupid, really (laughs) mundane, really ridiculous. But you keep doing that, Carol. Yes. And that laughter goes away. The laughter will be replaced over time, and for each person it's going to be different. could take you a day, a year, six months, but at one point in time you will feel that bliss, and you'll probably just cry. It feels so joyous. You know, Francis, it strikes me that to laugh with ourselves is actually something we probably don't do enough. I mean, we're, there's lots of sardonic and sarcastic humor out there that makes us all kind of giggle or inappropriate jokes that make us sneer or anything of that sort. But to just laugh because something just feels free and maybe even silly is a wonderful thing to do with ourselves. And then you say we cry. And I know that and that's tears too. bring... Yeah, I mean, tears bring a wonderful antidepressant into the chemical of our body. I'm all about the body today, you can see. So I can imagine that the cry with yourself out of this kind of blissful joy and release must just feel exquisite and on all levels. It absolutely does. And one thing I want to remind everyone is don't condemn yourself when you go back to being human. Hmm. You are, after Mm. all, human. Mm. And so you just start over and process again. Francis, you said something interesting. You said that when you commune with your spirit guides or or the people who... Uh, are the people, the entities that interface with your, with the you that you are in perfection. I always kind of grimace a bit because I really don't like the word perfection. It, to me, it just brings so much hardship and judgmentalness to mind. So I think you're probably using that word differently than I mean it. And maybe some others are confused like I do. So can you talk about what that perfection is? It doesn't bring judgment, but instead brings kind of like a higher sense, an elevated sense of self? Absolutely. Um, One thing that I've learned on this journey of spirituality is to not judge. And so if you take judgment out of every equation and you just feel I might be bigger, taller, thinner, smaller, but my soul is what matters. 
And if people want to look at me and pass judgment <coughs> on me, they're in the wrong. They're not looking into the beauty inside of me that is always perfect. Hmm. It doesn't mean that there's any judgment. It just means that you have come to a place where you are calm and still and in love with the you in you. Hmm. Okay, so let's take this example. I'm jogging along this morning in a wonderful four-mile jog. I was elevated to be able to do it since I'd just gotten over the flu, and I'm jogging in my really grungy sweats. And this other individual is jogging toward me, and I'm a slow jogger, and looks at me. I have a huge smile on my face because I'm an absolute bliss because I get to run after I'm recovered. You know, I'm totally feeling free and happy to do it. And this other person is looking me up and down as if I've somehow met their disapproval. And I just felt so humored by it. I just smiled at them and kind of a look like, yeah, I know, I get it. But, you know, let's just enjoy the moment. This is amazing that we're out here. And um, later on, about mile three, I passed that person, and they had this huge smile for me. And I thought, oh, that's perfect. That's the way we need to greet each other's judgmentalness so that we can all be freed up from it. So what do you think of that? I think it's a perfect example. You captured it better than anything I could have brought up today because you lived it. You didn't crumble, you didn't frown, you didn't look away, you kept your smile on. And it's contagious. And so this love that you're going to learn when you love yourself is also contagious. And people will say, you're different. You seem so happy, so elevated, so calm, so peaceful. And it's all about love. And just as your smile made him smile, your love can make him love. Mm. We have to stamp out judgment, Mm. anger, and frustration and Mm. replace it with Mm. peace and love. Mm. We've heard it all our lives, and we Mm. ignore, we think we've got it, but let's get it. Now is the time to step into it. It's kind of a power. It's a power. It's a power, isn't it, Francis? How how is it a power? It's a power because you're no longer crushed by other people's frown as you're jogging on the path. You're still smiling. You're still happy. You're still Carol. And so with all of those emotions that go with that smile, no one even knows that you're smiling because you just got to jog again. It doesn't matter. You're in peace and you're happy. And it's contagious. So, Francis, to what degree do you think this judgmentalness is because we respond to each other on the physical plane and therefore it's our outer edifice, it's our planet called, called our body that people are likely to greet? You know, it's the cover of the book. And to what degree does your system of smiling in the mirror and the other teachings that you have to offer uh, dress down the physical bodies, uh, you know, as if it's crippled or imperfect? How, how does your teaching work with that? It brings acceptance. They, the body is right there, and you're just accepting that it's as perfect as you have ever thought it would be. And so if you're 50 pounds overweight, it's okay. Let somebody else look at you and see you smile and know that you're okay as long as your heart is filled with the love. Do you have any channeled messages to take us out today with Francis Poland? Okay, it'll take just a second here. Okay, while she's doing that, folks, you can reach her at angels.healing.hearts.com. Angels.healing.hearts.com. We're talking with Frances Poland, and she's going to grace us with a moment of channeling. It is I, Amadeus. Greetings to all who are listening here. 
the message applies to all of you. Bring happiness, love, joy, and peace to the earth. It is up to you. Go in love, light, and laughter for eternity. Amadeus. Thank you. Thank you, Amadeus. Thank you, Francis Pollan. And if you can pull out of that for a moment and tell us once again, Francis, how we can contact you. My phone number is 714-904-8395. Carol has given my website. I'm in the process of a new one at francispullen.com. So either one of them will get to me. And I hope to hear from you. I love oh, you Oh, yes, all. absolutely. Oh, yes. Come see her November 21st at the Soul Journey Festival. Frances Pollen is spelled F-R-A-N-C-E-S. P-U-L-L-I-N. Thank you so much. And now together, Francis, let's greet Debbie DeRoe, I believe it is. I'm not sure. Who's on? It's, Who's next? Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can. It's Who is Debbie. This? Okay, this good. I Debbie. wasn't quite sure. <laughs> Debbie DeRoe, you can be reached at yourspirithelpers.com. And are there other places that they can contact you as well? Yeah, I, I have another website also, uh, Tune Into Sound or YourSpiritHelpers.com. Per- perfect. And, Debbie, you love to use sound, I'm understanding, to help people activate and release. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, yes, I like to work with, um, well, I, it started with Reiki and then color sound, the art, music, and especially the drum. When the drum found me, it just seemed like everything really shifted and opened up because it oh, seems beautiful. to move energy very quickly, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it just really helps uh, strengthen all of your uh, spiritual senses and so on. But, yeah, my passion is is with music, is with sound, anything I think that vibrates, and color. I like to work a lot with the art. So what do you what is it about vibrations that's particularly related to the energy bodies or the chakra centers that you think is completely viable? Well, you know, it really made a difference for me when I was a kid just being exposed to music and sound. And then when I was going through my Reiki training, the interesting thing was is that you know a lot of people were getting it seemed like pretty standard, typical messages or whatnot. And I felt kind of lost because I was seeing different things. I was seeing like musical notes and treble claps. And I was picking up shells and holding like a a shell to my ear and hearing these different sounds and so on and whatnot. So it was just like a process of discovery. And one thing just kept leading to another, to another, you know, like the uh, tuning forks, the singing bowls. And then, like I mentioned before, the drums. And I just, experienced personally and then I saw with my clients during Reiki sessions how the sound just seemed to amplify everything and it just would help bring things out. It could just bring things to the surface. It just seemed a little bit quicker. It seemed to balance, you know, and again, Mm -hmm. moving the energy, shifting the energy. Um, I just think it's a real important aspect. And the funny thing is, is that when I finished my Reiki training, and sound started finding me, for a long story short, it found me, okay? Um, mm-hmm. I went to Google something not even related to that, and then this quote came up on the Internet. It said, Sound is the Medicine of the Future by Edgar Casey." And I just mm-hmm. looked at that and I thought, God, I read Edgar Casey back in the late 70s. I don't remember any of this. And anyways, it's just been a self-discovery and then also you know, like I said, using it in Reiki sessions and in classes to help strengthen um, and help people release. It's a really beautiful tool to help release and balance. Hmm. Well, everybody, you're going to be able to experience some of what Debbie DeRoe has to offer on November 21st, and that will be at the School of Multidimensional Healing Arts and Sciences in Irvine, California. Please pre-register. It's only $35 plus... There, they are, there are sessions, classes afterward that are a different fee, but they're additional fee, but they're uh, going to be amazing as well. And Debbie, I'm understanding that you were also doing 
um, either readings or healings afterward between six and eight. What are you planning on doing? Do you know yet? Yeah, uh, between six and eight, what I plan on doing is bringing in the tool of numerology to connect with your soul's passion, your soul's purpose, your soul's plan. You know, we're going to look at your tribe name. That's the last name from your father. And then we're going to look at your date of birth. And we can find the vibration that can help you understand what it is you plan to do with this lifetime for the evolution of your soul. It's it's very easy, it's a lot of fun, and it's usually right on, it's always right on spot. I'm not going to say usually. I haven't found a, a time yet when it hasn't been right on spot unless we did the math wrong. <laughs> oh, now, Debbie, I just have to ask you, since I'm such a women's liver here, <laughs> why is my father's last name my tribe soul? I don't think so. He's a wonderful well, human being, but I, I think it's more complex. What do you think about my momentary challenge? Well, you know, it's not going to be the complete essence of it, but it's going to be a huge piece of, let's put it this way, of what you committed to do in this lifetime to help the evolution of yourself and maybe ancestors connected with your father. There's something there that still needs to be healed and released. And maybe, you know, for yourself, your father, and maybe his father, father, you know, somewhere within the tribe. It's just a pattern that I've recognized and I've seen. You know, it's not going to be your total essence as to who you are, you know, but it is it is a piece of something, and you may have already healed it. You 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 may have already worked through, it, and that's why you're feeling that way. But for most people, it's a nice indicator of maybe perhaps where they can start with getting a clue as to what was some of this work that I wanted to do while I'm here. What is going to evolve my soul? What is going to help everybody in my little lineage here, so to speak? Oh, good comeback! I like that. Okay. So now another another thing I'm going to put in your path. So I was doing my run this morning, as you might have already overheard, and I saw some pelicans flying, and they were in a formation of, here are the numbers. We're going to see what she does with numerology, folks. Pattern of six followed by five followed by nine. Six, five, nine. Wow. And then it, and then it went from nine, five, six. It was a fascinating watch of the pelicans and oh, their pattern. Wow. Then, they, then they went to 20. All in one fell swoop, and then I knew that reduced to two. Well, what do we do with all that? And that's numerology at its best. I've just put you on the spot, so go for it. <laughs> oh, no, that, no that's, that's quite all right. I just want to see here 11, 9, Okay, tell me the piece about the 20. You said then it went to 20 because it's interesting when you add the 6, 5, and 9, you do get a 20. Okay. Yeah, they, um, they all started flying. They all started flying together as opposed to in three different yeah, groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, whenever I look at, at at numbers, I look at it as a code, especially if you give one more than one number. You know, so if you look at the six, five, nine individually, you're looking that six has to do with um, issues maybe coming up for you that have to do with uh, your family, your home, to pay attention to, see what what's going to come up in that area. The five which follows the six, which I love, is is more about breaking free, you know, finding some freedom. Um, you know, when you, whenever a five vibration is around you, a lot of times we get the urge we want to travel or we just want to break free or maybe there's just people that are too close in our space and it's just like, you know, back up, I need some space. Give me, give me some room to breathe here. And the nine is that beautiful energy that the whole world collectively is going to be shifting into when we go into 2016. That's nine energy. That's energy that we want to look at about what in my life can I let go of that isn't serving my highest purpose anymore. You know, um, it's just a time of letting go. It's a time of reflecting what needs to be finished. What can I complete? It's about giving back, maybe finding some thing that you relate to where you can help humanity a little bit. You know, and the interesting thing is that when you add all these numbers together, it comes to a 20, and a 20 is a very powerful number because the 2 is the number of the empath, which I feel, you know, you resonate with, right? And when you add that 0, the 0... So you know, a lot of people think, oh, the psychic or the, you know, the, the number uh, for spirituality and psychic is the number seven. And yes, it is. But also number two, it's very much overlooked because this is usually people who um, resonate with us. They feel things very deeply on an emotional level. You know, the energy of people plays this thing. And when you add that zero to the two, it's like an amplifier. It's like you get a lot of help from spirit. 
So I just think birds in itself, even if you didn't look at the numbers, birds are always about messages and to pay attention to, you know, what's coming through for you. But this is a beautiful yeah. combination of numbers. It's very balanced. It's very balanced. And, um, hmm. yeah, just, just keep tuning in. You do that very well. So I'm just going to say, folks, that that reading must have been for all of us who are listening since it was given to me right prior to this radio show. So there you go. Absolutely. Debbie, you're wonderful. <laughs> you're wonderful at being able to read yeah. the numbers. And I'm so looking forward to having people join you for your 15-minute breakout, which will be done in very small groups. Every You'll be doing it eight times, and then you'll be teaching that class from six to eight. But what is your 15-minute breakout meditation session going to be helping people in terms of soul journey or out-of-body experiences? Well, you know, I think whenever you do any kind of work, especially what we're going to be doing on the 21st at School of Multidimensional Healing Arts, it's very important to be well-grounded. So the exercise that we'll be doing is if, they're not familiar with how to ground themselves or if they want to just learn a new technique, you know, something different to strengthen their ability to ground and at the same time clear energy. I mean, you know, we tend to, and especially women, we will hold on to our feelings, our emotions, our experiences, and we forget it's okay. We can experience it and then just let it go. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a technique that I'm going to teach them on how, yeah, you can pull in this energy, mm-hmm. we can pull in beautiful energy from the earth, we can pull in beautiful cosmic energy, you know, or source energy, but at the same time, let's release energy that's already served its purpose in our body, let's release energy that doesn't belong to us. You know, because especially if you're an empath, and since we did this reading today, a lot of people listening, perhaps yeah. there, are, they, there are those deep, they feel things deeply. That can be, I don't like to use the word dangerous, but you're kind of in a zone where if you're still holding on to emotions or feelings that don't belong to you, plus what all does belong to you, you know, you want to get rid of that. Let it go. Just let it go. You know, so that's what the technique and the exercise will be about um, replenishing, releasing and grounding. Beautiful. That's going to be so very helpful in terms of helping people be able to do astral projection or remote viewing and shamanic yeah. training. And can you give us an example as to why that is so essential? Oh, uh, what part is essential? The, the grounding. Yeah, to, to be able, yeah the grounding. Absolutely, the grounding and the releasing of oh. the non-self aspects and the grounding because we tend to think of being grounded in your body as a very solidifying, like provide an anchor. But at the same time, when you're doing astral projection, you're not anchoring in your body. You're actually trying to move beyond the 3D space. So why is grounding so helpful and essential for actually traveling out of your physical body? Well, for me personally, I, I just feel that it's something that needs to be done every day. We're physical beings. We're here on this planet Earth. We ground our energy. And then it's almost like a way, a tool like to help us get out of the way so that when we do go into the higher vibrations, you know, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that other than it just works. I I can tell you it doesn't work for me when I don't ground, you know, Mm -hmm. and that may not be very helpful for most, but um, I just, it may be just like an intuitive thing, but I, I just know that the grounding is so important for everything that we do. And, um, yeah. Ah, beautiful. Okay, well, Debbie, in in our last couple of minutes here, what would you like to share with the listeners that is just a burning desire inside of you to share? And uh, while you're thinking about that, she can be reached at yourspirithelpers.com and your other's website is? TuneIntoSound.com. Thank you, TuneIntoSound.com. So, Debbie, what do you think? You really want to make sure you... You burn into the listener's consciousness today. I would think just to, especially with the energy shifting and changing towards the end of the year, to really focus on what, this month particularly that we're in, what are we in? November, right? This is a month of new beginnings. This is a month where we can start new things, take the initiative, okay? Don't pass up any opportunity or experience to try something new. Okay, because the energy is going to be shifting December. It's going to be more emotional. We're going to feel things on a really deeper level because when we move into 2016, like I mentioned before, it's a year of completions. I mean, we're all on a personal cycle also, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the collective cycle that we're all on. It's just so important to look at what area in your life that may be blocked because of fear. Look at what you're ready to release, what you can let go of, 
okay, because that's hugely important if you can do that. And the energy throughout 2016 is going to be supporting that. You know, in numerology, it's kind of like what they write about in the Bible. What is it? There's a season and a reason for everything. And that's what happens with energy. We get this beautiful energy that changes every year like a nine-year cycle, supports us. You know, if we're working with it, you know, if we're not out of cycle, we want to be in cycle with the energy and the nine year is going to support us with letting go of what is holding us back, letting go of what is getting in the way of us, of our soul reaching its full potential or expressing its potential, you know, mm. because I'm a big believer in, you know, expressing yourself. And that's why I believe I was drawn to the color and the sound and the drumming I mean, and all of that because it is a form of self-expression and it can help you release and it can help you balance and it can help you get back on path to what you came here to do. Oh, Debbie, that is so exciting. I especially think that this world needs to release violence and jealousy and possessiveness and territory. And territoriality, and oh, that God. are that we're right, and you're wrong, and you need to be destroyed. Ego, ego energy. Stuff. All the, all the, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. All That's the just ego stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm with yeah. you on this. But, you know, part of what we're going to learn at, on November 21st is how to do remote influencing, and we can influence the path of this world in such powerful ways. We are not to underestimate our power. Debbie DeRoe, thank you so much for joining us today along with Francis Poland. And if you could join me while we introduce the next guest, which is Jara Farkas. Hello, Hello Jara Farkas. How are you today? Hello? Or is this, is this Dr. Leslie Davis? Dr. Leslie Davis, this is me. Well, we're just we're going to jump right to you then, Dr. Leslie Davis. We have just heard from Frances Poland and Debbie DeRoe, and now you are on to join us. You are a family child therapist, and you're going to be teaching us about gentle yoga and Reiki at the November 21st Soul Journey Festival. And I would love to know a little bit about you in terms of that side of life and what you hope to provide people. Tell us some. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm very excited about um, being a part of that healing energy and power that's coming up. And for me, um, restorative yoga has been a way of calming um, my nervous system, which, you know, can easily get frazzled with the day-to-day energy. And so, um a big part of what I learned in my gentle yoga teacher training is um, yoga is for healing and um, for getting in touch with that blissful center inside that um, is connected to source and to spirit and to all that is. And to be able to calm the physical body in a way to soothe to soothe our minds, to soothe our spirits in order to um, reconnect with source. And um, I've found that that's been very healing for me personally and using the physical body as a way to get in contact with spirit and source um, has been huge for me. That is, that's a wonderful, uh, wow, that's just perfect. You know, we started off the show with talking about how wonderful it was to jog my four and a half miles this morning after being uh, low down by the flu for 24 hours. And it was so liberating to just be out there and moving and moving and moving. Later on, I'm going to do some yoga. But, you know, what's interesting to me is that you say that in order to, that, that through the means of this, through with this wonderful relationship and movement of our body, we can actual, actually transcend the three-dimensional realm of our physical body and, and touch into the realm of source. How do you see that working? What's your paradigm for why that works and, and what's the spiritual and physical interchange that takes place in the mind-body connection there? I see it as a lot of times in our society we aren't engaged with our bodies and we aren't in touch with our muscle tension and our level of stress, you know, that gets bound up in our tissues. A a slogan that they often say 
in during our training was the issues are in the tissues. And so um, our bodies absorb a lot of the negative energy or the harsh energy or the stressful energy, or even if it's a positive stress, it can affect our our tissues, our fascia, and um, and it gets stiff and stuck, and, and we get into painful patterns in our bodies and are dealing with pain and don't even realize that we are in as much pain as we are, or discomfort, or just kind of not feeling settled. And so actually getting in touch with our physical bodies helps to release, you know, our our tensions and our toxins and allowing our muscles to move and to stretch and to bend in healthful ways that are in alignment, um, you know, will all together bring into alignment our mind and our thinking. And a lot of times our brains are so not in the moment, you know, so it's that mindful stretching, the mindful movement that we're not thinking about you know, what we're going to do today or grocery shopping or the list or the kids or whatever, you know, we're in the moment thinking about our bodies. And when we start to release that pressure, the tension, we allow ourselves to be at one in our being here on earth. And then you can more easily attune to the still small voice within and more easily attune with source and spirit and just kind of allow all of that energy to get unstuck and start to be in the flow, you know, start to feel the energy that's coming to us at all times, you know. Oh, that is beautifully said. You know, I often think that we are made up of like 57 or 37 trillion cells and counting, and each of those cells have a type of consciousness. And can you imagine this planet Mm -hmm. called our bodies with all of those cells trying to function to their optimal degree and an effort to support the bigger vessel, which we take for granted as our body. And here they are, all with this consciousness, and then to be able to elevate it to physical well-being and a spiritual connection, and even a spiritual connection with all 57 trillion cells. And I find mm-hmm. yoga is a wonderful way of being mindful of that. Have you ever had experiences along those lines? Oh, definitely, definitely. Can you, I mean, can I, you describe I, mm-hmm. me personally? Um, oh yeah, sure. What what I feel like a lot of times um, it's hard for me to quiet my mind. Um, it you know, like trying to just do a normal non-moving meditative practice difficult for me. I find dancing um, gets my mind to focus on music and movement. And then with yoga, it's very similar because I'm focusing on the music or the chants or, you know, the mudras, the hand positions, the breathing, the breath. Um, When I start to align all of those things together and where my body is placed, I'm, I come into a very quiet and it feels so good. Like I can, I can relax and rest at my core, you know, like something just kind of releases inside and you can, I can feel that I'm connected, you know, to source and the spirit and everything is going to be okay and truly feel that and believe that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. It reminds me a bit of what Frances Pollan said at the very beginning of the show, like looking into the mirror and and being really square and loving and nonjudgmental toward our body. It gives that sense of blissfulness as it connects Mm -hmm. to the bigger us. And here you're saying that here we are in our body with movement and we're connected to that blissfulness and that communion with this wonderful vessel. Well, can you take our listeners into an exercise, uh, maybe a yoga exercise, that they can carry with them throughout the rest of this day? Like you mentioned the mudras, or maybe there's a stance. I know that in between my client sessions, unknown to them until this very moment, I will do about two minutes worth of yoga. <laughs> Just just to do my whatever my whatever move I can make and 
sometimes during my sessions, I'm doing my hand mudra just to make sure that I'm staying uh, centered in the best receptivity to what they're sharing with me. So what can people do that's just so small and yet so impactful? I would say taking your thumb to your middle finger and your ring finger and, you know, doing those hand mudras on both hands and taking three deep breaths and envisioning their ultimate um, emotional state. So joyful, happy, gratefulness, feeling loved and appreciated and celebrating all going right in the world for them and just envisioning that. It could be three minutes, it could be five minutes, but, um, you know, just taking those deep breaths, doing the hand mudras and envisioning themselves in their optimal emotional state. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. You know, we spend a lot of time during our day rehearsing those negative thoughts and it would be a whole mm-hmm. lot more helpful for us to rehearse those really amazing, mindful, and emotional experiences we can put into our day. So that's a beautiful mudra. How about a body movement that can be done, like at a stretch at your desk or maybe even in your yeah, car? Yeah, well, even, you know, pulling in prana or, you know, life force energy from from our environment you know, what I find to be an awesome movement is even just standing up, aligning your feet underneath your hips, bending at the knees if you can, and then raising your arms up over your head, and then taking a deep breath in and pulling down the energy to the side of the body with both arms. Breathe up. And you can do that three, four, five times, and it taking the, the core movement is in the breathing. So making sure you're taking deep breaths and expelling powerfully, and so you're moving out the stagnant, stale air, and you're breathing in the fresh, um, uh. the fresh air. You know, if you can do this outside, that's even better. You know, with the uh. sunshine, mm. the fresh air. You know, getting that that fresh energy in to your body. Oh, that is, that's wonderful. And I did it while we were talking here. <laughs> I took the moment. Oh, good. I know. you. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you take the moment, wherever you get the moment here. So uh, yeah. Dr. Leslie Davis, you can be reached at com, And I'm not going to let you go just yet, obviously. But what I'd like to ask you is for a moment to step into your psychotherapist uh, hat and share how breathing and these other types of gentle yogic or even Reiki addresses anxiety because we're living in a high-stress, high-anxiety society. Um, mm-hmm. how, how does breathing, even in that moment, way down gutturally, actually mm-hmm. stop an individual having an anxiety attack, for example? Definitely. I, um, what I try to teach my clients is to um, take down their level of stress every day because we are functioning at such a high level of anxiety all the time. And um, I often explain the fight, flight, or freeze response, which is a natural response to feeling threatened or stressed. And in the wild, um, you know, let's say the animals, they have a time Like if they're getting attacked or chased or something like that, they have an opportunity to run and shake it off and get it out of their nervous system, but we don't. So we accumulate these threats um, and stress in our bodies and all the adrenaline and cortisol and um, just the stress hormones are flooding our system all the time with all of these perceived threats, which are traffic, which are bills, which, you know, the mortgage, the kids, and all of these things are um, triggering the fight, flight, or freeze. And so what we need to do is find times in our lives to practice feeling safe and calm and secure and with the breathing 
if we practice it while we're feeling safe, calm, secure, and happy on a regular basis, when we get triggered into a stress response, we know that we are powerful beings and can bring ourselves down back to our center using our breath. But it's if we practice. You know, we have to kind of make it a regular practice so that we know how powerful we are and how much we can affect bodies and our, you know, our ability to calm and nurture ourselves and to um, really comfort ourselves. And I feel like that's what, you know, harnessing the breath and harnessing our our power in that way to be calm and quiet and serene. Um, and really connect to that core. Okay, Dr. Leslie Davis at drlesliedavis.com. I'm going to have you do an exercise with us in a moment. I'll introduce it this way. You're going to teach us how to breathe really deeply. Because And so while you're preparing for that, you know, those individuals that suffer from anxiety, what's interesting is that we will find that they often are holding their breath before they have an anxiety reaction or they're breathing really rapidly in their upper chest so that their lungs Mm -hmm. are really not filling up with any air. And that breathing in the upper chest is really good because it's meant to allow for very small breaths that can't be detected by a predator and that therefore we're safer in small, shallow breaths. But the trouble is is that Mm -hmm. that also means our brain glitches and says, wait, we're in anxiety, we're in anxiety because we don't have enough oxygen. And so one of the things we have to remember when we're in a moment of anxiety, we've been holding our breath because that's the way we were trained to be safe, or we're breathing shallowly because that's a way to avoid the predator's glance. But we have to remember that the predator is probably no more than just a traffic jam or an Mm -hmm. angry argument or some sort of artificial fear, and we need to bring our breath way down, full lung. And so, Leslie Davis, with that introduction, how do we learn to breathe deeply? Give us some exercise. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what we can do is if you're able to right now even lay on the floor or lay on the couch, put your hand on your belly and imagine as you breathe in that you're filling up a balloon in your tummy, in your belly, and not from your chest, not in a shallow way, but in a very deep way. So it's called deep diaphragm breathing or deep belly breathing, and um, you breathe in to your tummy, which is a hard skill to to get down if you're used to breathing shallowly from your chest. And so Mm -hmm. your stomach will expand like a balloon, and your hand will go up on your in-breath, and on your out-breath it will go down or, Mm -hmm. you know, decrease. And your hand will move up with your in-breath and down with your out-breath. Mm. And is, keep is trying any, to practice that. Is there any rhythm mm. that's particularly helpful or is that not necessary? Yeah. Well, what after you, you get the hang of, you know, breathing in to your stomach and allowing it to expand and relax, then making sure, like, what I do a lot with the breathing is counting. So I do um, four counts in and five or six counts out. So just make sure that the out-breath is longer than the in-breath to get that relaxation and calming effect. And if you can't do for a count of four, do it for a count of two. And then gradually build up, you know, two counts in, and then three counts out. And it is my understanding. You, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no go ahead. please continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. And then just making sure that you focus on, you know, the the belly expanding um, on your in-breath and your chest being um, still, Beautiful. not moving. Thank you. So my understanding is the longer we hold our breath in, not to a state of uncomfortableness, but that our blood is actually absorbing the oxygen better. Do you happen to know the science of that? Is that a, or shall we find out about that at another time? 
<laughs> yeah, we might want to find out about that at another time. I know okay. that is what what um the at least what we learned in um training was how it um getting more oxygen to the blood and breathing in the prana um through the breath, but there was also ways, you know, through the sunshine and through fresh air and through food and you know, nurturing our bodies is the main thing to take down the stress hormones that we accumulate over time. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Leslie Davis, who can be reached at drlesliedavis.com. Any other contact information? Um, you can you can um, give out. My phone number is 949-468-9121. You can call for a consultation or um, to work out an appointment time. Oh, wonderful. And so Dr. Leslie Davis is going to join us, as are these other individuals, at Soul Journey Festival, November 21st in Irvine. And it really is going to be an amazing workshop. It's going to go from 2 to 6 from the main workshop, and then individuals are going to get receivings or healings and some such from 6 to 8. And Dr. Leslie Davis, I don't know what you're going to be doing after from 6 to 8. Have you decided yet? No. <laughs> okay, well, there is going to be a surprise. She's going to be showing you these amazing gentle yoga capacities, interfacing it with pranic breathing and Reiki healing during the breakout session. So come join us. Thank you so much, Dr. Leslie. And if you could help me introduce Jara Farkas, who's going to help us talk to angels. Hello, Jara. How are you? Hello, Dr. Carol. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm looking here, and I'm knowing that Jara at DolphinWatersHealing.com happens to be one of the ways people can contact you, and I just happen to have a 15-minute rain shower at my location in Southern California. We have we have a moment of not being in the drought, and I see that your DolphinWatersHealing.com seems to be very fitting because I was talking to my angels today while I was doing my run saying, okay, angels, it's time for some rain on this land. And and here you are too. So how? Yeah. So how? How do we talk to our angels? Wow, there's so many different ways, Carol. Um, I was thinking about that before I came on, and the angels give me messages all the time. And one of the classes that I teach, school, um, is about connecting with your angels. So. Many people feel like they don't hear their angels, they're not psychic enough to connect with their angels, uh, and, and the angels know this. And so they are doing whatever they can to get our attention in many different ways until we're ready to hear them. Um, so they give us signs, and lots of people have, have told me stories about signs that they've had from angels. So one of the things that you can do is ask your angels if you want to connect with them for um, validation or signs, and they'll show these to you in different ways. So like if you're needing physical validation, you might see a feather floating around or down on the ground or in front of you in a place where you would not normally find a feather. Uh, You might see money on the ground, like uh, dimes, quarters, pennies in front of you, especially if you've been praying for abundance. You might see a butterfly fly by, or um, you might hear a song on the radio, like when you get in the car and maybe you're thinking about the answer, you need an answer to a question, or you've just prayed about the answer um, you need um, on a particular issue. You get in the car and turn on the radio, and there's a song playing that uh, seems to have that exact answer to your prayer. Or you might um, be at the bookstore and see a book drop out of the shelf or sort of flop out of the shelf in front of you that might be an answer to a particular issue you have. So those are some of the ways that our angels talk to us. Um, And um, and then, then, of course, there's the, you know, messages that you get, um, which I get um, clairaudiently, I guess you would call it, um, by hearing them in my mind. 
Well, we're going to have you do a clear audience read for us in a moment, Jara, but I just so appreciate that you're saying that. Pay attention to those little synchronistic communications because it's just like, it's like you know, everybody says, oh, if I just had a little angel on my shoulder to tell me what to do. Well, you do. So it's like, yeah, just listen. You know, it's a... It's an obvious sort of thing on some level, but first you have to become conscious of it. So you're going to be teaching at the Soul Journey Festival, November 21st, 2015, about this. What is your powerful 15-minute breakout session going to be presenting to individuals? What I'd love to do during my breakout session is um, an angel meditation to help people connect um, who maybe never connected before and it's a guided meditation that just takes them to their favorite, beautiful, comfortable place so they can relax. You know, Leslie was talking about anxiety. And um, this is just a, a brief meditation to help take you to a beautiful, comfortable place where you're not stressed out, where you're relaxed. And in that state, it's so much easier to hear, feel, see, and know what's going on to you spiritually because when we're in anxiety mode, we're in our minds or we're in our bodies, and these meditations, like I'll be showing you, take you out of that space and into your spiritual self and so that you can connect spiritually and experience something in a whole different way on a completely different level. Um, and that's something that we either don't know how to do, don't take the time to do, or forget to do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you how to do it. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so Jara, you know, talking to angels, like much of what we're talking about tonight, today, is kind of etheric, and and clearly the skeptics are going to be rolling their eyes, which is just fine. Have fun rolling your eyes, but then try it. Now, it, while people are rolling their eyes, I also do feel that people who roll their eyes have a point. There needs to be some sort of verification experiences or validation experiences that give people that sense of confidence that they're not just wanting to live in their imagination about angels. Do you have any such verification or validation experiences that just made you say, this is so real, why am I living as if it's not? Yes. I've I've had a lot myself. I have a lot of stories myself that I share in my angel classes. But here's the coolest one of all. Um, okay. Since since I started teaching the classes earlier this year, um, we started taking videos with our phones after class, and we asked oh. the angels to to show up on the videos. Now, oh my the way that they yeah, and the way that they show up is in those little orbs of light that fly around the room. You know, people yeah. take pictures of, pictures of those orbs, and um, now they'll show up on your digital camera on your phone. As yeah. Long as you have, yeah, the room is dark. <laughs> you turn on you turn on your flash on your video and you just videotape the dark room and we'll get 20 to 30 different orbs flying around. Depending on oh. how many people are in the class. Oh my, and are you sure it's not just a flash? No, it's orbs, it's movement, it's their shapes and you can see them and they fly towards you and you can see that they have texture. And they turn colors. I've seen orange and red and green ones. They're not just the white ones. And I've started posting them um, on my Facebook page and uh, my meetup.com page. And um, I'm going to do a blog. And I'm starting um, to post them on my YouTube channel. So you'll see more because because I'm asking my students to share their videos too because, you know, they get a little bit different angle than me. But... Um, most of them are at the school. I mean, they're in the classroom where I teach after the class. We see them. And then one night here in my apartment last month, I decided to video my bedroom while I was laying in bed right as I went to bed. Huge orge, orb party, huge storm. I had like, I'd say, yeah. 30 to 50 orbs <laughs> in my room. And I was shooting video for about eight minutes, and it was still going. Oh, Jara, I want to see this. So, now, now, how do we do this? We, we, oh no, this is amazing. Okay, so here I Okay, so tonight, this is going to happen tonight. So tonight, the room is dark. There's no outside resources. What do I do? I take my phone. Well, I put it on camera. Yeah, put it on your video. Open your camera and put it on video, 
And turn okay. your flash to, to on. Turn flash to on, not on auto, but leave it on. And then just pan around the room. I usually go sort of aim it towards the ceiling when I'm laying in bed. And you'll see them flying around. And so now, kind of, go ahead. And why do I leave my light on? Why do the I flash, leave my flash helps on? them. The flash helps them show up because the room is dark. So it's oh my easier to see them. Yeah, see them in a dark room with a flash <laughs> on. Isn't that cool? <laughs> All right, we're having to report on this one. Okay, Jara, how do we find out about that more? How do we contact you? How do we know more about all this? I have um, two websites. One is dolphinwatershealing.com, and that's because I also am a dolphin ambassador. I get messages from the dolphins. So I have a blog there where there's messages from angels and dolphins. They're both channeled messages. Wow. And, the, and then I have another another website called askjaraangelmedium.com, where Ask. I also have a blog. Yeah, it's Ask Jara Angel Medium, because I'm also a medium. So I, and I do um, mediumship readings for people, angel readings. Um, I do angel therapy. And I do another wonderful form of healing called theta healing where um, I take you into a theta brainwave state and we change your limiting beliefs. So that goes along really well with angel therapy, which is um, clearing your energy field, clearing blocks, and asking the archangels to come in and help you. I especially work with Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. Those are my guys. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Okay, well, I've asked for an angel message for the for the listening audience today, Jara. So I'm putting you on the spot. And while you're thinking about that, again, Jara's name is spelled G E R A. So just keep that in mind as you look her up on her different websites. Okay, Jara, what is an on-demand angel communicate? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> there's one. There's two, and I asked for the angels to show up and help me today before this uh, interview. And Archangel Metatron, Archangel Metatron showed up, and yes. he is—he's huge. You know, he's bigger than all the rest of them. He's eleven or twelve feet tall, and his energy fills the room. And I'm getting goosebumps now while I talk about him, or angel bumps, oh, as some yeah. people call them. He wants people to know that since it's Monday, um, it's the beginning of the work week, and and it's easy to feel overwhelmed with everything that we have to do now, because everything is speeded up. Time seems to be going faster. We're more stressed out, like Leslie says, and there's just so much more to do. And now we're moving into the holidays. So he wants us to know that he is the ultimate project manager. He is the organizer, Archangel. And so call on him if you're feeling overwhelmed, and he will help you to organize your work, your work schedule, your projects at home, um, anything that you feel overwhelmed about, he'll help you organize it. He's there for you. And it's, it's Metatron, M-E-T-A-T-R-O-N. Oh, Jerry, you have no idea how personal that message was. And well, Archangel there, there Metatron be, and I commute a lot. <laughs> yeah, there must be a reason why he came in. It was probably for you. And and then he told me it was for everybody else who's feeling everybody. overwhelmed with work. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that's just magic. I'm getting goosebumps. And notably, mm-hmm. on my clock, it's 11:11. So what do you think of that? <gasps> Beautiful. I know. Get out. Okay. So we have just had another magical moment, and I'm so glad that you could join us. Well, Jara, what is going to be your after session classes at between six and eight? We know a bit about your breakout, but what's going to be? Are you going to be doing healings, readings? What, what's your what's your give to here? Yes, yes, I'm excited to, um, to do that, and I'm pretty flexible. It depends on what people want. They might want an, an angel reading. They might want some angel therapy, um, and I or mediumship reading, and I can do all three, but. Um, the fun thing is that in an angel reading with me is that I can get the name of your guardian angel for you and the other guardian or the other angels that are in your entourage right now and I can tell you what they're helping you with because they have specialties and they might be helping you with career, relationships, health issues and we can talk about all that and get your guardian angel's name so it's much easier for you to connect with them whenever you want. 
Oh, my goodness. This is great. Now, everybody, I just have to tell you that the reading she did for me is amazing because Metatron and I go way back. And not many people know that. Now you know it. And I can't believe, Jared, that you saw that because very few can see that. (laughs) So that's just my way of validating you. And um, I'm so glad you're going to be doing readings during that time. And people, you can actually sign up ahead of time for those readings, not only at the workshop, which is happening from 2 to 6, but you can actually call ahead. You can contact Jera, and again, she'll give you her contact information, and sign up for those extra readings afterwards. And now they are extra in cost because the workshop is only $35, unbelievably. But you can sign up, and then you can find out what Jera's costs are for the sessions afterwards. So, Jera, again, how can people contact you to do that as well as to have a reading with you elsewise? I have um, two websites, so... You can email me at jarrah at dolphinwatershealing.com or jarrah at askjarrahangelmedium.com. And then my phone number here in Orange County is 949-545-1882. Jara, you are our concluding person for the day. So since you did give us a reading, I hate to do it to you again, but what is your parting message for everybody as we close out this amazingly moving radio program today? I have a message from the angels that they gave me a while ago that is on my blog, but I I think it's so appropriate. Uh, This is directly channeled. Your life is constantly blessed with the presence of angels. You have angels standing over you right now waiting for you to recognize them. All you need to do is ask them to whisper to you and then listen in your heart. They come to you as feelings, images, sparkly lights, and soft words. They are gentle and loving, surrounding you with peace. Get quiet for a few moments and you can feel them. Ah, Thank you so much. Everybody, you have been blessed to listen to Frances Poland, Debbie Giroux, Jara Farkas, and Dr. De- Leslie Davis. And you can join us November 21st at the Soul Journey Festival. Two to six is the main workshop, and then afterwards, wonderful classes and readings. Jara, thank you. Frances, thank you. Debbie and Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. Fair day to each of you, and fair adieu to everybody that's prepared to think outside the box. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.